Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And as I was saying that, I just realized the good morning, good afternoon, good evening has even more significance right now because I've talked to so many listeners and friends and they don't seem to know what day it is, which end is up, what time of the day it is, even unless they look outside and they go, okay, it's daylight, so we're in daytime. With with everything going on in the world today, you may feel like everything in your life is changing, that you have no control over anything that's happening. You don't know which way is up. You have family on top of you, family that you want to be on top of you, but you can't get to them because of the quarantines. And there's so much stress that comes with feeling out of control, but I promise you that there are things that you can control to help manage what you're feeling and that there are people out there who can help you. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling scared and you don't know what to do, reach out to somebody, reach out to me, and if I can connect you with somebody that can help you, um, I will will do so. You don't need to feel alone. There are plenty of people out there that want to help and can help, including my guest today, Dr. Dr. Kabeca. She is a good friend of mine, and I'm laughing because my grandma was Anna, and she's Anna. And I'm laughing because I'm going through in my head, oh, my gosh, I've known her for however long, and I just have always called her Anna, and it's actually Anna Kabeca. So, Anna, you've been on my show before, and I'm so glad you're back on right now. I know we're going to be talking about your new book that's coming out, Keto Green 16, but having the girlfriend doctor on the show today is so meaningful to me because there are so many people scared and they don't want to talk to their doctors. They're afraid to talk to their doctors because their doctors don't always really listen and that's what you're known for. So thanks for being on the show today during all of the craziness that seems to be going on in the world. It is my pleasure to be here. You know, this is the perfect uh, place to be because people have questions. And I'm just here to help support, resolve confusion, and, and, you know, and help improve our immune system. I was thinking about this and, you know, thinking about how you know, it feels like World War III with a virus or that we are under the plague. And I really had to think about the cause of this, Laura, honestly. I was praying and thinking about it this morning. And what I recognize, truthfully, is, is the reason that we have such a response, a tragic response, such a vulnerability is because the health of our country over the last, you know, whatever, even century has rapidly declined, right? We are more obese. We're more diabetic. We have more heart disease. We have more Alzheimer's. We have more people in nursing homes on a continuous basis, and our youth are also sick. And is that is that a result of, of the virus? No. What is it a result of? I mean, there's pharmaceutical industry, insurances, and there's poor government decisions that can all be contributors. The toxins in our environment, the toxins that we're exposed to, 
we know that this all, all of that affects our immune system. And when I am here frustrated because the attention is on a vaccine, well, what, what does that do for the next virus? It's not effective. And, and there's uh, people with weakened immune systems don't do well with vaccines. So what is, you know, because you got to create an immune response, right? And so the, the direction of the attention of the media and the policies that I am hearing is, I honestly hate to say it, it's misguided, misdirected, and it's harmful. And this is where we you know, have to have to step into our, our role as the governor or governess of our body, the physician of ourselves and restore, fortify our temple or our cathedral, this, this body that we are, we are gifted with, which is just miraculous in and of itself. I guess that was on my heart, Laura, just to share that this morning. <laughs> well, you know, I'm so glad you did because, you know, we've had this interview planned for months and months, and I often say to myself, you know, it's interesting that when – I plan months in advance. I always wonder, you know, why is that person scheduled that far out? And yet always something seems to come up right around the time that they're scheduled that is so completely and totally relevant for what's going on. I mean, you're a triple board certified physician, but you're one of the few traditional doctors that I know of that really understands the root of illness and is trying to understand how we can heal the body from within versus, you know, constantly medicating out with things, you know, pharmaceuticals, which, you know, have kept me alive a lot recently, especially when I had a massive, um, almost anaphylactic reaction to a sealant they had to use to put a new AC in last week. And I was very happy that I had Benadryl and steroids and an EpiPen nearby just in case. But then I wonder if I had greater health internally, which, as you know, has been a struggle for me for several years now, whether I would have just, that wouldn't have been an issue for me. All these allergies that have developed out of nowhere, the aches and pains, even my damage to my ear, which I know came from an outside source, how can I heal that without taking drugs? Like you said, there's so much that's happened in our environment and our world. Right, right. And, and really I look at it like if we are, you know, our, our garden, right? We are garden, we're a variety of different flowers and, and everything that can grow in our garden. And we have to keep weeding it, right? We have to keep detoxing. We also, so that's part of like the weeding of the garden when I'm talking about detoxing. But the fence around the garden is designed to keep those intruders out, right? But when that fence is broken down, all kinds of intruders come in. The robbers, the thieves, the predators, right? I mean, they you know, viruses, bacteria, fungi, you know, um, gliadins. All of these things can come in, in and out of the cell, right? And then our garden is, is trampled and unhealthy. And this is where keeping a strong boundary um, is important. And when we talk about the immune system, I go down to the basic la- layers. Because you remember, 
Laura, you know my story. I was so sick. I was so depressed. I hurt everywhere. I was 39, infertile, diagnosed with early menopause, and that was it. My doctor's bag was empty. And I went to one of the best institutions, if not the best, I will brag, in the United States for OBGYN for training at Emory University. But my doctor's bag was empty. It was definitely, I was post-trauma. We had lost our son and that earlier that year in a tragic accident. And it put me into PTSD and under the surface that was just looming away. Cortisol was breaking down every gate around my garden. So the gate, the cell membrane around my cell. And and that just continued to affect me on, on such a deep level that I, I went around the world looking for answers. I went around the world. Just literally. Heartbroken, literally, for over a year. Uh, I studied with indigenous tribes and some of the world's most amazing healers from Peru to Native America to Indonesia to Brazil and the jungles and, and some of the world's leading scientists in, in the U.S. and New Zealand and France and Israel and Germany. And a result of this journey, I reversed that. I healed in so many ways, still grieving, but healing and reversed my early menopause and with that reversed infertility to naturally conceive a healthy baby at age 41. And so a journey's been, you know, since then, of course, life's still a journey, but I'm 53 years old now with a 12-year-old, thank you, (laughs) Ava Marie, and I have to keep my hormones healthy because she's going to hit puberty in the next couple of years for sure, and, um, you know, and and here I am. And so it, it has been a journey, and it's also made me understand the answer's not external, it's internal for the most part. Right, And this is what I tell my clients, and this is what my experience is. 90% of it is, is within our control. Maybe there's 10%, right? The 10% is the Benadryl and the cortisol that you needed for this acute condition. Maybe there's 10% you know, here and there, but 90% is within our control, and that is a powerful place to be. It's also a very responsible place to be. And it's time we take that responsibility because not just we're affected, but our children are affected and their children are affected. Uh, Recalling the research today when um, I was, uh, you know, as an obstetrician, there are looking at umbilical cord blood, a report from the CDC showed there are over 200 chemicals in umbilical cord blood that are known to be toxic to human life. And this is what our babies are now living in and these chemicals can be passed down generation to generation i mean and and we continue to have chemicals being introduced sprayed on our yards introduced into our food stream that are breaking down our gate so it is a collective time to say heck no Uh, you know it's interesting because you just said 90 percent within our control 10 percent not and that, well, I only say 10%, Laura, because I'm a, I'm a bit egotistical doctor and I want to claim 10%. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a, a bigger number than, than that. Um, but last week I had Mike Michalowicz on the show, and he just wrote a new book called Fix This Next. He's, um, he's a geek like me, owned a tech company, and he's been known for even longer than that for writing books to help entrepreneurs build their businesses up. And one of the things that he talked about 
and it did on the show was this example of um, your business is in, is in crisis, you don't know what to do next, so he had us create a chart, right? A, tell everything that's going wrong in their business right now and what you think you need to fix. Okay, now that you've written all those out, he had us create another B category of, you know, is there something that's leading up to all of those and that was really what you needed to fix next. It's the highest value thing that if you fix that, all the rest will go away. So versus the crisis, that 10% that you were talking about, like me with the swollen tongue having trouble breathing because of the mastic used on the new ductwork, um, that 10%. But if I sat back after I healed that acute or calmed, that, that crisis, what can I do to try to prevent that, that other 90%? So what's, the, what's really what needs to be fixed next versus us trying to fix symptoms all the time? That's what kept coming up for me when you were saying that. I mean, I was just, it, it hit me like a brick when you said that. Mm-hmm. Because we all want immediate feeling better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we shift from that mindset, Anna? Yeah, at first, it's, you know, it, it's to awaken. And I just say, like, we have to wake up. Like, no one can do it for us. We have to do it ourselves. And this is awakening to our ability in our body, trusting our body's ability. And it starts with, it, it does start with, like, okay, where are our thoughts? Like, I think of this, I have my four messaging pillars. The first is awaken and flourish. Second is connect and love. Third is embrace and have fun. And fourth, be whole and fortify. No specific order. Just think of like setting a foundation. You want a good base. And these pillars are that base. And so with the first one, I always say, you know, like wake up to the reality that what we have and also where we are focusing our attention on. Like is it, is it on love, right? Awaken and love. Uh, you know, it's awaken and flourish. So where are we focusing our attention on? And those things that we are focusing our attention on, if it's on, it's on the good, it's the beneficial, it's the, the, you know, all that is good and right in this world and in our lives and in ourselves. We can focus on that. That builds us up. We know that shift that switches on our brain and switches on, you know, genes to help strengthen us. And so that is the first step is to also acknowledge you have that power and you have that ability and you are strong and your, be- your body is continually to renew itself on a regular basis. So GI intestine, mucosal lining in 72 hours, completely new mucosal lining. And that's where we develop our, and that's where a, a good portion of our microbiome lives, the healthy bacteria within our gut live. And it, it is needed, you know, that, that healthy mucosis needed for that gut bacteria to thrive. And so, so we think, okay, well, we have this potential. And, and it, with that, with that focus on all that is good, you know, we focus, I would say, a dial. We have to think of our thoughts. Where are we directing our thoughts? Is it, is it are they fear-based or are they love-based? And if they're fear-based, those have to go into a closet. Those have to be compartmentalized, and if you need to address them, 
make an appointment. I'll say I compartmentalize those worrisome, troublesome thoughts that come into my brain. I'll get to them at 8 to 8.15. I will sit and journal and address those thoughts. What can I control and close the book, right? And so that's really important aspect, but awaken to really what our potential is and that we do, we can, we can restore, renovate, it doesn't matter how sick we are, we, we can be better tomorrow than we are today. I've seen it over and over and over again. I, I've shared with you the story of my 79-year-old father who was, uh, my mom had passed away uh, about 15 years earlier and he had flown in to visit. She passed away at multiple, on 11 prescription drugs by the time she died, undergoing her second heart surgery that was going to give her another 15 years. She never made it off the table. That broke my heart. I was a resident at Emory, and that's where I was really determined to understand the cause because, obviously, the, the surgery went great, doctor, you know, but I'm sorry the patient died, right? That was the scenario of, of what happened and true story in my mom's life that really shifted my approach to medicine, Laura. And I wish I didn't go through everything I did to get where I am now, and I wish no other physician or anyone else to have had my experiences to be where, you know, to know what I know. But that's why I'm so vocal and appreciate the opportunity to share these messages. But my dad, when he was 79, that, you know, he was cranky, irritable, and that's not my father. My dad was you know, World War II veteran, and he was a uh, naval attache, and he was a smooth talker, loved everyone, just, you know, a a life of the party. And um, I said, you know, Dad, what's going on? He goes, you know, Anna, I just don't feel good. I said, well, would you like me to call your cardiologist? Yeah, I knew him. And he said, yeah, please. And so I called his cardiologist, Laura, I would just love this. And I was speaking to him and I said, you know, well, Dad's just really not doing well. You know, he, I see his list of meds, and 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 the cardiologist interrupted me. He said, you know, Anna, your dad's 79. He's lived a good life. I, you know, when they said that about my mom, I just, <laughs> I almost lost it. I said, what does age matter? Mm-hmm. You know what it feels like, right? And I and I and I respectfully. Um, you know, defined. Said, well, I did too. Yeah, yeah. And and I said, you know, well, would you be okay if I made some changes or shifts? You know, he knows my reputation, and I trained at Emory and blah blah. So he's like, yeah, of course. You know, and I said, I hung up the phone with him, and I said, uh, my dad said, so Anna, what did he say? And I said, well, he says, you know, he says you're done, you're old enough, old geezer. What do you want to do? Do you want to live or you want to die? And um, my dad said, no, I I want to live. I want to see eighty. And I said, okay, well, will you do what I say? Because I'll do everything you say. And, and seriously, Laura, and sorry, this is, I just want to cry thinking about it because he did everything I said, you know, detox, an early version of my keto green way that um, I write about. But uh, detoxed him, took away his beer <laughs> for 30 days. And that's a hard thing to do to an old Navy man. Yes. He did. <laughs> and I, um, and in 30 days, he lost 30 pounds, and he went at 79 years old from 120 units of insulin per day, which he'd been on for over a decade, to 20 units of insulin per day. And not only did he get out of the wheelchair and have to be pushed around, he was out on the tennis court with the kids in just 30 days. And he lived another 12 really good, 
years, another 12 really good years of good life, dying at 91 and fully cognizant, fully continuing to compete with us in Sudoku. I mean, fully there. At 79, he wouldn't have. He was foggy, he was irritable, and he was hurting. Another 12 years. And he also was the oldest brother of four, and he outlived every single one of them, which broke his heart each time, however. He outlived them not just in years, but in quality of life by decades. And that is the thing, right? I mean, I I took care of my mom, as you know, and my listeners know for a lot of years. And when she moved into me, it was, you know, it was a a change for her because I lived and ate differently than some of the things that she was doing. And the doctors were like, you gave your mom some of the best years of her life. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I did it with love. You know what I mean? But I also had to control what she ate and different things that she did. My health, on the other hand, went down the toilet because I was trying to take care of her so much, you know, which often happens to caregivers, right, where you're on the high alert. And it's it's about controlling but letting go, I get, when I listen to what you're saying. Like, we have to let go of what we think we know. We have to be willing to control impulses. Your Your dad is a beautiful example of it, and you are as well with how you healed yourself, which was what I'm doing is not working. Am I willing to really try this? Am I willing to control my thoughts that say nothing I can do will change things for me? So I'm going to reach for the ibuprofen. I'm going to reach for whatever decreases my pain. Is that making sense? A hundred percent. It makes, yes, absolutely makes sense. And then, and two, during this time, you know, with this, this trauma, the fear, right? Because as a caregiver, there's fear. That's PTSD. Like, it, it, you know, she falls. Where is she? She's not answering. Every time you think, oh, my God, right? There's so much fear, so much cortisol that can be erupted in that. It is a resetting of your mind and nervous system because, and we have to. We have to reset our mind, reset our nervous system, reset our physiology, especially when we've experienced trauma like this. And any way when we've had trauma, a, a new trauma can re-trigger those, those trauma and also those coping mechanisms, <clears throat> maybe unhealthy coping mechanisms that we had in the past. I know when all this started, I'm saying this because I know that when all this started with the coronavirus and my daughter, my 20-year-old Amira, she was in, in Nijmegen in Holland studying her third year of college and the school was closing down. This was all starting to immerse. And my colleague, um, you know, I'm on you know, very integrated in international medicine, regenerative medicine, and my colleague in Italy said, you know, bring her home. And I was, I was so worried I couldn't get to her, right? And ended up, we were able to get her, get her home. And, um, but that, that just triggered me. I was spiraling down. I was going for the comfort food. I was, um, you know, feeling myself sink into that fear base. I started getting sleepless again. It was all that PTSD was brought right back up, but also some of my unhealthy coping mechanisms. And I've heard this from other clients and patients as well. Like I started binge eating again or, you know, I'm having, you know, one, two, five glasses of wine. I've had, you know, this, uh, just feeling so depressed or sad. And 
all of these things. Or, you know, my menopausal symptoms came back. I've heard that one too. And um, we can't let that happen. So once I, I quickly recognized it, um, it was just like, okay, you know, first thing, get keto green, right? Get my mind on the positive. Okay, and hold on to that thought. We're going to go international news, everybody. I'm here with Dr. Um, Anna Kabeka, uh, the girlfriend doctor. I don't know what else to say. Triple board certified physician, a dear friend of mine. We're talking about how you can, can take control of your health, what you can control of it during your stay-at-home time, and how you can help heal yourself. We'll be right back with more from Dr. Anna Kabeka. back everyone if you missed the first half of the show because you're listening to us live right now on the radio on iHeartRadio you're going to want to catch the first half on podcast anywhere your favorite podcast platform if you are listening to me on podcast I would love it if you would subscribe to the show rate and review and share it because it only helps if people listen and can get the same value that you've been getting out of listening to my show and I'm here with my dear friend a guide for me, Dr. Anna Kabeka, and Anna Kabeka, she is the girlfriend doctor. I mean, I, Anna, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm blown away by the fact that you've decided to finally embrace who you are as a triple board certified physician and started calling yourself the girlfriend doctor. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time I see it because it's so who you are. You know, Aww, thank you. It's a funny story too that came about, but yeah, yeah, I like it too. I feel like it really helps me connect even more with my community and my clients that I serve, and yeah, more approachable, and I love it too. Thank you, and I love being your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you, you totally are, and you know, I, I want to talk about that feeling of community. You know, the first half of the show we were talking about, you know, what's something that you can do, the whole idea of awakening and flourishing and healing your body and focusing on the 90% that you can control and, and how to deal with, like, even acute something that flares up. But in your book on page 178, you talk about this concept of tapping into the healing power of community, and you talk about a hormone called oxytocin. And I myself have noticed, because I'm a hugger, right? You know that. I'm a hugger. I, I love to connect. I need people. I, I get life from that connection. This past year of my life, I've been in my house a lot. I've not been able to keynote speak, not even go to the radio station because of the sound-induced vertigo. And now with the quarantine, you know, we're all feeling like our communities have changed. We're uncertain how to get that, but... Oxytocin is so important, and before, you know, during the break, I was talking about how I'm stuck in fear a lot lately, and you're like, oh, no, that brings up cortisol. So can Mm -hmm. you talk to this idea of oxytocin and cortisol and how we can, even in the current state of the world today, we can bring that up? Yes, yes, absolutely, and it is... um you know, oxytocin is this most powerful hormone in our body. And when we're in isolation, that can, that can certainly be more damaging than the coronavirus, right? Isolation can create um, this decrease, decreased cortisol, increase, decreased oxytocin, increased 
cortisol and these feelings of desolation, aloneness, depression. This is where we are, are the risk for increasing suicides is predicted. And we know that, you know, and, and I know from my own personal experience with PTSD and trauma and then working with thousands of others. So this is what, you know, why oxytocin and why increasing oxytocin is so powerful. Oxytocin, this hormone of love, bonding, and connection. It is the hormone that also when we're in, that helps us deliver our babies, makes the contractions of the uterus. Hence, me as an obstetrician, would, if uh, labor was slow, would give a patient some IV pitocin. Hence, IV pitocin is oxytocin and help um, push that labor a bit faster. And that's where... Um, you get that this you know after all this pain and agony all of a sudden you're holding this baby in your arms and you feel like oh my gosh this is the most amazing creature alive and it just like tortured your body for nine months but anyway <laughs> uh, you forgive it you forgive it right and so it's also from breastfeeding and uh, orgasm and pleasure and laughter like having a pet increases oxytocin so we we see the benefits of oxytocin especially as we get older in um, studies of, of aging adults, looking at those with pets, those with those who are married and um, have a purpose-driven life, all have higher levels of oxytocin, all have higher longevity and quality of life with decreased morbidity and mortality. So decreased number of medications, decreased illnesses, all of that stuff. So we live a stronger, healthier quality of life. But what's not talked about, and, and I didn't know it until I lived through it, is that when cortisol goes up, oxytocin goes down. And when cortisol is up for a long time, it's like frying out our nervous system, this chronic stress, chronic stress, how long is this going to go on, when will it end, what will life look like? It's going on for, you know, we start these ruminating patterns of, of, of trauma. And, and like we talked about in the first half, of breaking down the you know, healthy boundary to our garden. So, so what happens is that our nervous system says, okay, you're frying me out. got to shut you down. At least I think that's the conversation. But the paraventricular then, uh, nucleus of the brain suppresses cortisol production. And what happens? Cortisol is low and oxytocin is low at the same time. Both areas are suppressed. And so both hormones are suppressed. And what's ha- what does that feel like? That feels isolation, disconnection. I no longer enjoy the things I enjoy doing. I no longer want to. I go to, you know, I go out, I go shopping, I see people I knew, and and I ignore them, pretend I, I don't see them, right? I become invisible, and it's no longer socially involved. These feelings of isolation, burnout is another expression. Burnout, there's a physiology to burnout. And, and with this, this disconnect that comes up, that is also a physiology of divorce in times of stress and trauma. And we've seen divorce rates skyrocket in China at this point. But there is a physiology to this that chronic stress, chronic cortisol production decreases oxytocin. And then we get this very dangerous state, low cortisol, low oxytocin, and our immune system is even more vulnerable than ever at this point. Okay. And what that felt like for me going through my trauma after we lost our son and and PTSD it was it was exactly that burnout from the people i loved you know my my husband at the time we divorced burnout from the business that i love my profession and OBGYN 
I burn out. And, and that disconnect and was really, really struggling until I, you know, I you know, found, you know, found what I, what I preach and write about right now. So Keto Green, uh, by the way, everybody, Anna's newest book coming out in um, May, May 5th, I think. May right? 5th, yes. Single de Mayo. Keto Green 16. Um, and you also have already out. The Hormone Fix, which was a fantastic book, and I had you on the show talking about that last year, I think. It's hard to believe that you've only written two books because, to me, you have so much knowledge and and wisdom that you've been sharing for years through your Couch Talk podcast and and other things. I'm like, wow, this is only her second book. I feel like she's written (laughs) ten. I know. Well, it's hard for me to go from my head to paper. So speaking, talking, that's, that's been better. But honestly, I, I said if I didn't go keto green, you know, when was that? When I was 48, I, neither of the books would have been written for sure because I would brain fog. I was a mess. Okay, so how can people, how can my listeners, not just people like myself, my listeners, those struggling right now, mm-hmm. begin to heal their bodies, increase the oxytocin, while they're stuck at home. I mean, to me it seems like, okay, great, we're all stuck at home, so we're not able to just go out and buy, you know, crappy food whatever way we want. We're having to be more conscious about what we're buying for ourselves and our families. I mean, this book has a 16-day exercise and cleanse plan, you know, the yep. keto green plan for 16 days, including like every single recipe, but I'm, I'm not sure that people will be able to find all the ingredients right now with what's going on. So what are some immediate things people, like give me three things people can start to do right now. Yeah, because ta- all talk starts with your one next right step. And so I think this is this is all it with the one next right step. What is the one next right step that we can do right now? And especially when we're at home and, and we're in this state of isolation, it's like maybe who can I mentor? Who can I connect with? Who can I who can I share the wisdom I've gained with? Is there a single mom? Okay, I'm a single mom with four daughters. Hey, I'm I'm willing to be mentored. Anyone? <laughs> but no, you know me. Is there is there someone that you know that you can reach out to virtually Skype? WhatsApp, Zoom, text, write letters. Um, was there a way that, that we can reach out and connect with someone? And, um, and I think that is, that is a huge connection, right? To connect and to love is to increase oxytocin. And we have so much to give at our stage of life. We have so much to give. There are so, much, so many wounded out there. And, you know, we can help by giving back. And guess what? Giving back increases oxytocin so that is you know what we can't touch physically right now if you're if you're isolated alone and you're a vulnerable population you can't touch physically i have four daughters in my house we're hugging and that is that is very important singing karaoke probably don't want to be my neighbor (laughs) but um we're doing it and uh, and you know and that second thing is have some fun like what I, we watched on Friday night, and we watched my big fat Greek wedding, because you know it, it's so much fun, right? It is. It is. It's one of the best movies. Laughter creates oxytocin. So funny books, cartoons, 
good stories. There's a couple. There's you know so many great movies. My Big Fat Greek Wedding, the Troll Trolls, the movie, the cartoon movie, the Trolls. I was always like, that's a story of cortisol and oxytocin. You can watch the characters and see which ones are high cortisol and which ones are burnout, and then which ones are low oxytocin. So it's pretty fun. Or high oxytocin too. So you'll see that in the characters and trolls. That's kind of a lesson lesson for your free time, y'all. But um, those are that's something that you can do to increase. And certainly to increase oxytocin, two things, free and, and within your, definitely within your control. And the third step is, is that we need to, you know, just increase our greens, increase our alkalinizers. I mean, there's so many things I want to share with you guys and, um, and, and we'll, we can share more later how, but you have like a third thing is to get, go to yes. courses. Why don't you share that right now and we'll share it again yeah. later. It, it's easy, dranna.com, so D-R-A-N-N-A.com, dranna.com, and there's the book order page and book bonuses you can get started with right now. So feast recipes and the quick start guide and and all of, you know, really easy way. And in Keto Green 16, I chose 16 key ingredient types to make shopping easier and simpler, and still we can pretty much get all those ingredients for right now, for, for the most part. And whatever herbs or spices you have in your cabinet, like start using those. Herbs and spices are powerful antioxidants and anti-inflammatories. I mean, where did garlic, why did we ever start eating this smelly root, right? I mean, it is antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. It is boosting to your immune system. That's huge. I actually just wrote a blog on seven immune-boosting foods. And, and they're in my keto green plan. And so the combination fermented foods like, you know, kimchi and sauerkraut. So that's part one of the 16 foods is like get some fermented foods. You can also make some. I'm excited to try making a, a coconut kefir probiotic that um, uh, Dr. William Davis told me about last night. I was in Dr. Kellyanne's uh, Petrucci's Doctor's Night Out and we were talking about you know, coronavirus and ways to boost your immune system. So he gave a, a you know, just saying a coconut milk kefir or, or a kefir in general to improve that's well fermented to naturally have a lot of healthy probiotics in it to help support our, you know, gut, our bacteria, our microbiome. So getting healthy and getting, sometimes it's, it's getting rid of the, getting rid of the crap, right? It's getting rid of the sugar, the processed foods, anything, in, you know, until we have to go to boxes and bags, you know, let's not. Let's eat as fresh as we can. So what's in your fridge and your freezer? And, um, and But that feels so overwhelming to so many people right now because they've never had to be home cooking this many meals mm-hmm. for their family or they're just not cooks. Right, so right. How, you know, how do you help them get through that, oh, my God, there's no way I can follow this. Well, and, and this is where like some, just some easy recipes and the good thing about Keto Green 16, the publisher let me put in um, pictures. So there's 25 colored photos in there of the recipes that makes a visual of, of what it looks like. And when you have a visual, you can create it. And so I'll share with you just today for breakfast, we had, when we broke fast at 10 a.m. today, we, um, uh, my daughter fried some eggs, put za'atar, which is a combination spice with thyme and, and sesame on it. 
there's a side of bacon and served on a bed of greens with sliced cucumbers drizzled with olive oil. That is a keto green breakfast. Oh, that's Smoked salmon funny. with capers, onions, tomatoes, and some greens. I usually will get sautéed greens. And um, that's a keto green breakfast. You can make a keto green smoothie. And I made, I have my keto green um, meal replacement powder, which per scoop has 14 grams of protein, three grams of fat, and zero grams of sugar. So we can use a protein shake like this one to add to, you know, to make a smoothie. And with that, add in a tablespoon of MCT oil or a half avocado to get more healthy fat in there. Add in some greens that you have in the fridge, celery or, or, or uh, spinach or kale or, and some sprouts or whatever you have in there and blend that up. That's a keto green smoothie. And that also has all the vitamins, minerals, plus antioxidants, including quercetin and, and green tea extract and some really good other antioxidants that I put in the formula to be both detoxing and, um, and also very, very nourishing to our body and supportive to our defense system. So, and nourishing to our gut. So you can do some meal replacements like this. Add in, I would add in, of course, um, you know, can add in other additional herbs or supplements or spices, even something simple like cinnamon to make it more palatable for you. For many of us, like cinnamon is a very soothing. It also helps blood sugar control, or you could add cocoa powder, additional cocoa powder that's without sugar and just start getting off the sugar. And then also thinking hydration between meals, not with meals. When we eat, drink with our meal, we dilute our digestive enzymes, basic chemistry. So we have to not drink with our meals, but before, you know, stop around 20 minutes before we eat and wait till approximately two hours after we eat, except maybe four ounces of of um, a liquid. I like there's my four ounces of wine with my meal. Again, I create my plans to support my my habits as well. So there we go. So maybe not for breakfast, but no. You <laughs> well, know, that's, people may um, want the wine for breakfast. Sets their day yeah, up. Yeah, that's so funny. No, but you know, no more than four ounces with your meal. Actually, it's best not to drink. You want to chew your food till it dissolves in your mouth and then swallow. So 32, 42 times per bite, however long it takes. And that's where that those the, these little habits are are shift are life shifting and i want to throw in a, a i don't know what i'm on now for this but another just how do you get a good restorative night's sleep so our body can intelligently repair itself you know sleep has been a struggle for me for a really really long time and the product that i was using to help me sleep it's an all natural product um they're out of stock and won't be able to produce it for several more months. So sleep's a huge issue for me. I know for a lot of other people too. Mm-hmm. And it, and it was for me, like I mentioned, three hours of sleep a night. I mean, I slept three hours. And plus, I was on, you know, for all my years in in practice as an OBGYN, I was on call twenty four seven for myself. So uh, delivering twenty three babies a month. I mean, I, I don't remember a good night a lot sleep, but I, I yeah right. And so, um, I, you know, I really had to train my body to get this restorative night's sleep. So, and I'm always, I'm laughing because my newest uh, addition to my nighttime ritual is my weighted blanket. Laura, have you used a weighted blanket? I have not. I toss and turn so much. I've been afraid to use one. Oh, my gosh. It is like my new honey. I am telling you, I love my weighted blanket. 
It is fabulous. I'm so happy I bought it. It it does. It just settles me down. It's great. Lavender and bergamot essential oils, you can combine. Uh, my friend Maritza Snyder says lavender, bergamot, which I love, is Earl Grey, and clary sage. They're anti-stress. Put them in a water bottle, put five to six drops each in a water bottle mix or some witch hazel, and you can spray your pillows at night. You can spray it on yourself. And essential oils are very nice and relaxing. And a warm bath in the evening, um, settle with some quiet music and turn off electronics, turn off news after sunset, turn off news, period. Turn off, you know, do your best to turn off electronics after sunset, um, which we have the great ambition of doing a puzzle, but it is a 2,000-piece puzzle. I think we have a total of 100 pieces put together so far. <laughs> <laughs> Work the frame first. That's, that's how I always did when I was a kid. That's so right. Oh, my gosh. And, and don't buy the new pieces. clear puzzle. Have you seen that one? It Which is, one? It is a completely clear puzzle. I don't know what material yeah. it's made out of, but there's no pattern. There's no color to it. It's just this couple of thousand piece puzzle of clear pieces. Oh, no way. No, that would drive me insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I need some landmarks for my puzzle. <laughs> oh, me too. Me too. Uh huh. Okay, so we're getting close to the end of the show. I want to make sure people know how to get the help. I mean, you've shared so much on the show, but. For some people, you know, my listeners out there, my friends out there, I know this may have actually brought up some stress for you going, I want to do this, but I'm panicked. I'm freaked out. What's my one next right step? I would tell you, go pre-order Keto Green 16 or get Anna's um, first book, The Hormone Fix, if you need something right now. Go to dranna.com, D-R-A-N-N-A.com, right, because you've got lots of resources Mm -hmm. there. But take us in the next couple of minutes, help everybody take a breath and figure out what one thing they can do of what you've talked about, how they can figure out what's the one thing they can do. Because there's so much shared and everybody's going, I I don't know, almost too much input, right? (laughs) You can listen to it over and over again, which will help, but... Exactly. I know. I'm all, but something struck out to each listener, you know, something that was an aha moment. You know what? I've been wanting to do that or I need to do that or I know in the back of my head. It's that small, still voice within us that tells us what you know your one next right step is. So, Laura, I'm going to challenge you to share with us your one next right step. What is that small voice, that intuitive, that physician within you saying, this is my this is my one next right step. And when we listen, we will discover. And for me, often, especially after, you know, the trauma of, of bringing Amira back from the Netherlands, I, um, I just went into fasting and prayer. And for me, that was my one next right step. And from that, it led me to do, uh, you know, I feel like I was led to do 21 Days of Lives on my Facebook page in my Keto Green community because I know everyone is suffering and struggling with something. And so I have been, I'm on day 23 of my 21 days because it was 21 days till Easter Sunday. So I was like, I'm committed and I recognize there's still a need. So I am live every day at 4.30, usually approximately 4.30 each day um, in my, in my, 
Keto Green community groups, and I'm there to answer questions, share a topic, share a thought, a joke, an inspiration, something something else, and some interviews with amazing people. So those can just be listened to on my um, in my Facebook community group, Keto Green Community, or or my YouTube channel. But that's it. So okay, Laura, what's your one next right step? I'm going to take stock of what I have in my refrigerator and my pantry and plan out my meals instead Mm -hmm. of just going, I'm hungry now, and just grabbing something. I love that, and I see that because I'm visual, so I see that. I see, like, like setting things out. Okay, this is a meal for this, and think of the food prep. Okay, this is even... You know, Monday AM, Monday PM. And with Keto Green, with my Keto Green way, especially if you're incorporating some shake, I mean, you know, two meals a day. Like we can simplify life with two meals a day. We're not training for a marathon right now, but you want to feel nourished. So, you know, also brewing a pot of bone broth or alkaline broth with all the, if you've chopped up some vegetables, use those stems and throw that in there, a big, big pot. And you can let it cook for, for, I usually let it cook all day and then, you know, reheat it all the next day and cook it again and some more water so it can be my never-ending bone broth pot (laughs) that makes my life easier all right one last time how do people reach out to you and get resources before the book comes out and pre-order thank you yeah just join me at dranna.com d-r-a-n-n-a.com thank you for having me laura always a pleasure thanks so much for being on the show everybody and remember in this time of stress Lead with kindness, love yourself first, and then you can love other people. Take care, be kind, and reach out to me if there's anything I can do to help you. Remember, the right questions can change your life. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. 